Yeah, your opinion never matters. It's a new me, I'ma get it. No remorse for all the cowards. Nowadays, I kind of fit it. Don't be speaking jambalala. If I'm seeking, then I'm winning. If I'm seeking, then I'm with, with. Would y'all say parenting is a generational trauma? Or could curves? be. I think it could be a trauma depending on how you were raised. Um, mm. I'm gonna tell you why. Because <laughs> um, there's some. If you can't identify that this is a trauma, and I'll, if you grow up in a violent household and you have kids and you haven't identified that that's a trauma and you haven't identified that that's not how you should raise a kid, you're going to do the same thing. So I look at it, at it as a trauma. It's a generational trauma because you're bringing another kid into the world under the same situation without having healed from that. But not always do you have to identify it. Because you know right from wrong. Right? Mm. So you know that giving your eye a black your kid a black eye is not the way to parent your kid, right? Mm. And I'm all for ass whoopings. No, yeah, yeah. Let me tell you, the, I go there's, to people's no, houses. There's a, there's a difference between <laughs> an ass whooping and a beating though. No, there's a huge I tell, difference. I tell parents all the time. There's a difference between discipline and and abuse. Yeah. Facts. You got to whoop your kid's ass. You whoop your kid's ass. And when yeah. I come, I'm going to ask your kid why you whoop their ass. <laughs> and I promise you, that's how I talk to the kids. I'm like, oh, mommy hit me. Why she hit you? Oh, because I caught the bitch. I'm like, and all she did was punch you in the mouth. <laughs> she should have dragged you, right? Like, you know, but like, that's just, you, at, there's a point and like, we can't blame everything on mental health, right? And we can't mm-hmm. blame everything on generational trauma, right? Because there's a point where you have to say, is this what I want for mm-hmm. my kid, right? So you don't have to identify like, oh yeah, well, my dad was an ass and he used to beat me a mom every day and you know, whatever, just to know that it's wrong. Because you know what it felt like. Mm-hmm. You know what it felt like to be scared of someone or to be scared and wondering, oh, is daddy coming home drunk today? What's my night going to look like if dad does come home that way? So I agree with you, but then why do we still see stuff like that happen? So that's actually my next question. Can you choose your generational trauma? Mm, that's a good fucking question. Because we know it's inherited for some people. Right. But sometimes is the trauma that we have throughout our lifetime, is it chosen? <laughs> You're going to hate me. You're going to hate me. I think that sometimes the answer is yes. I, right? I agree. Because... Like I said, we know right from wrong. We know that there are certain things that should not happen, right? And if you know that it shouldn't happen, why would you allow that to happen, right? And I'm going to bring this example up, right? God bless me. I've never been raped, right? Well, I've never been raped or like um, molested by a family member, right? And so to... I know that even though that didn't happen to me, even if my kid, my niece, my cousin, if I had a man and this kid, niece, uncle, I mean, kid, cousin, brother, sister tells me that my man touched them in any way, shape or form that was inappropriate. I'm not even I don't even care if the kid was a liar and made it up eventually. And I find that out later on down the line, you know, the the, the relationship ends right there because even if you didn't do it, what did you do to make this person feel so unsafe that they felt that they had to say this, right? And 
not that we got pathological lying ass kids right i'm not gonna lie to you guys (laughs) it does happen in kids it does Mm -hmm. but the point is i know rape is wrong i know molestation is wrong right so just the idea of that it was possible that that might have happened i won't sleep at night Mm. right so that's something if, if my kid and i hope that they never do ever disclose something so severe like that that's where doesn't mean that I had to have gone through it to know that it was wrong. You know it's wrong, right? So, for me, th- and that's like one. I know that's an extreme case, right? But it's. I don't think that's that extreme because I think it happens way more often. Well, it is extreme, but it just happens so often well, that yes. people don't right. look at it as extreme. So I mean, for me, that that's a cho- that's a choice that I'm choosing, right? To know. And then I can also argue, right? I'm in the mental health field, so. I understand trauma. I understand mental health, right? We talk about pedophiles all the time at work. And we're like, oh, he's fucking sick. And it, we make it kind of like a joke. It's like dark humor because he's literally sick. Like the the terminology, right? There are pedophiles who have like castrated themselves because the need to want to touch a kid is so extreme. And they know that it's wrong that they would do anything not to hurt a kid. It happens. Those are real life stories of people that do that, right? But it's a mental health thing. It's not a choice, right? They didn't choose to be born a pedophile and like children and stuff so, like that, right? So, I mean, it, you're in that field, but at least in my experience, I guess there is an illness, but then I also think that there is curiosity for some people. Agreed, for sure. So, like, some of it is an illness, and some of it, uh, this is gonna sound so bad, but I guess dudes were just horny, and the only thing they could get was a fucking kid. No, that's as true. As sad as it is, mm-hmm. but and it may not be that they're into kids, but it's just that was. Damn, that sounds so dark. No, it's that, true. I mean, again, though, but I think just what just happened with you—that whole like. So not that you backtracked on it, but the fact that you kind of like stopped right there, I think that in itself is why it's so difficult for us to talk about trauma. Mm -hmm. Because we essentially, we don't want to go down that rabbit hole, but we have to. We have to. Like, we have to talk about it. I think it's, to me, I ask that question because choices and partners. Sometimes with women, because I have friends who consistently, it's like, I didn't think he was going to be this way. Well, what do you mean? (laughs) (laughs) Guilty. I'm not even going to lie to y'all. I mean, well, he had the same signs as the last dude and the dude before that and the dude before that and the dude before that. Like, what do you mean that you didn't see him potentially beating your ass? What do you mean? Like, what do you mean that you didn't see the lying or the cheating or the particular things like that? And I think I ask that question because I feel like sometimes, not with all of those women or men, because I know that they're going through their own particular struggles, but I think in general, sometimes, so I don't want to say this because I don't deal with it per se, but I feel like. So I don't want to say they like the drama, but oh, I feel do. like they just don't want they're... to change because one particular aspect of that type of person they like, but not the rest of it they like, if that's the case. Some of y'all females like drama. I mean... Well, y'all like the bad boys. 
Well, sometimes it's not the bad boys. Sometimes it could be the real square dudes who were real That's nice true. or whatever, and they'll be the ones coming home beating your ass or lying and Serial killers. Like, I don't, you know what I mean? I'm just, I, I, <laughs> I have so much to say and nothing to say at all. Because I feel that us as women, we always want to see the best of the man. We always see the potential. Right, we don't see the man for who he is. We see him for what we know that he can be, and that's detrimental to ourselves. Because, right, and and I'm gonna speak from personal experience. Right, I'm the type of person I give everybody the benefit of the doubt. Right, everybody could tell me you slept with like 50 bitches on the block, and I'm gonna be like, well. I'm gonna find out for myself, right? I wanna give you the benefit of the doubt. I'm about to be 51. Let me find out. No, but like, that's one thing. Two, in my experience, right? And not, because I don't deal with the drama. Like, don't embarrass me. I don't like none of that stuff. I don't like arguing. Like, I'm, compared to how I used to be, (laughs) I'm like a whole totally different person. But it's just that sometimes we get so caught up with the potential. And, Personally, for me, seeing the potential is also part of that trauma that I had as a child, right? I had daddy issues growing up, right? Have, not had, I still have daddy issues, right? My dad was in and out of my life. My stepfather raised me since I was one, but to me, that's my father. Like, nobody could tell me differently. And I hope my father never watches this because he will have a heart attack. But, like, it's so, my love for my stepfather is so deep that, like, if we were on a boat and I had to save one of them from drowning, I would save my stepfather, right? And so those daddy's issues caused me to not believe in love because, I, first of all, I never wanted to get pregnant, right? Cause, I mean, I, want, I always thought, dreamed of being a mom, but I didn't want to have a baby daddy, right? I mean, now I don't really care. I'm just like, oh, whoever, you know? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But, you know, and... Part of dealing with that daddy issue, right, is that I looked for comfort, not love, because I, I didn't want love. I felt like I was too young to be in love with anyone, right? And after I lost my virginity, like, it was after high school, by the way. Okay. Okay, just like, hey, look at me funny, Henry. Bro, um, I mean, the school we, the school we went to? I, was, I graduated. I was a, una senorita, right? <laughs> and so part of me looking for that, affection because it wasn't love looking for that affection was me sleeping with whoever the fuck i wanted to sleep with like that was the flavor of the month and that's just i mean i'm not saying i slept with everybody but i crave that attention that affection so much that that's how i behaved right and it wasn't like i wasn't trying to like show off or like and especially because i was always loud and extra and like people be like oh look at her like whatever and I was always chilling with the guys, so everybody was like, oh, she's fucking all of them. I'm like, bro, I don't even have sex yet. But when I started to have sex, right, even if I knew that that person that I was sleeping with wasn't going to be good for me in any way, shape, or form, just being able to lay next to a warm body, body and have that little umbesito aquí, and like a little hug and a kiss, that was enough for me, right? And it wasn't until I started having conversations with my friends, like, why do I settle for this? Like, I'm better than this, right? And then I, I would tell people, like, he doesn't even deserve my energy. Like, I'm lit, <laughs> you know? Like, and it took me 
a long time to realize, like, damn, those are my daddy issues, you know, because, and like I said, I love my stepfather, but part of me always wondered, like, how could a man who didn't have any relation to me love me so much and you, More who I am a part of, didn't know how to love me, mm-hmm. you know? And that just seeing, like, the best in every man was my, my dog. I mean, it kind of is till now. I'm not even going to lie to you because I'm like, well, I mean, I guess he's a drug dealer, but, you know, he's cool. Whatever, you know? He's trying. He's trying. <laughs> you know, he's he takes me everywhere, you know. But no, but seriously, like those things, like you got to be woke, quote unquote, like to realize that it stems from trauma. I've heard that story so many times. Um, Because I have a stepdad too, but technically that's my dad. So to me, so I didn't have daddy issues because my biological father was not around. Um, They came to an agreement when I was really young. Mm -hmm. He just stepped out of my life. My mom, she's never said anything bad about him. He's always been real cool. It's just my stepfather is like my dad. So so I didn't have those issues, but I talked to a lot of women and, and like literally like almost word for word for what you're saying, like that's what it is. So, I mean, I somehow weirdly i understand what you're saying and also sorry henry no, to interrupt you right I didn't say and anything. i like to tell people this because a lot of people don't understand domestic violence right and domestic violence is just like sexual abuse the perpetrator always grooms their victim they groom their victim to the point where the victim believes that they are utterly in love with this person and oh well you know i spoke back to him that's why he hit me you know, and they, they truly, it's not that they really like the drama. It's truly that in their, the way they have been brainwashed. Manipulative. It's manipulative. They're super manipulative. Like, if you would sit down, and I, I wish like, I could like take a camera with me on like one of my cases for domestic violence and stuff. So you guys can see, um, like, if you meet with the perpetrator. He's chill. He be like, yo, honestly, she's bugging. Like, nah, I don't even walk like that. She she be talking about I'm cheating. I'm not doing none of that. Yo, miss, she's going crazy. And like the way they deliver it, you're like, damn, this bitch is, wow, she is, woo, I would cheat on her too. You know? <laughs> but like, when you get the real story and you see, it's like, damn, yo, he almost got me. You know? Like, but they really, really, really groom them. Mm-hmm. And to the point where they it becomes a habit so once they leave that relationship if he doesn't kill her it's it's just it's what she knows it's familiar and nobody wants to be in something that's not familiar so it wasn't until i don't know i would say probably like maybe they've been together like seven well it wasn't until my mom got into the relationship she's in now where i realized how men actually could be manipulative in regards to like domestic violence because growing up every single every single relationship my mom was in there was domestic violence i mean to the point where i would get into the fight with you know whoever she was at the time and like i never realized that i used to be like yo what the fuck's wrong with my mom like you know i mean it was one point this dude literally was hitting on my mom and then I would jump in and I started fighting him and he hit me and all this stuff. I was oh, like, I would have took you away from your mom. I, I was like, I was like nine years old or some shit. Like, I, I remember I had a Harry Potter book and the first thing I did, I would hit him in the fucking head with that shit. 
And then the <laughs> next day, <laughs> bro, I, I would never forget that. And and God, oh, oh. Let me <laughs> He's trying to make him disappear. <laughs> but um, the next day, my bad, I hit the mic. Are we good? The next day, um, he comes back to the house, and my mom's like, do you think I should forgive him? And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, granted, I'm nine years old. I'm not going to tell my mom, like, oh, you shouldn't do this or that. Because I also had a different relationship with my mom. Even though my mom tries to hide the past a lot, she doesn't like to admit shit. But, like, if I was to tell my mom, no, you shouldn't be with him, then she'll be like, oh, but it's not your life or some shit like that or whatever. Because I already know that's how she was. So I'd be like, that's up to you. But then she would get right back with the fucking dude. And it was just like, like, this man literally put hands on me. And then at the same time, I I was going to ask a question, but I kind of answered it myself. I do think men can actually have daddy issues. Um, for sure the reason I say that is because when all this was going on I was just like damn like where's my dad to protect me mm-hmm. when shit like that happened and hmm, um, when stuff like that happens you don't realize the mental aspect of it especially when you're like kids so, like I said, it took me a while to see until my mom actually got with someone who doesn't beat on her or whatever. And it was just like, all right, then she starts to change. But it's just like, yo, like, when I'm looking at conversations they have and when they get into arguments and stuff like that, and how he approaches it versus how the other men approached it. And it was just like, yo, like, they used to make my mom literally feel like shit beneath, like, my mom didn't deserve nothing, and then all my mom thought that she could deserve was the person she was with. Mm-hmm. So it was just like, you look at it, it's like, it's fucked up. But there are men that do that shit. And I used to think, like, oh, you, it, I used to think it would be just easy as leaving, but they get into your psyche, and it's just like, oh, it's not that easy, it's not that simple. My bad. No, it's true. So, so I know we're creeping up on our hour or at our hour or whatever. Um, I was just sitting here talking about finances on children, but I... I think that is a trauma. touch that. Well, no, I definitely I, think it's a trauma. We need to touch oh, that. Yes. When people don't... <laughs> we need to touch that. Okay, so for everybody. Um, finances on children, essentially, when I say that, what I mean is like when your kids are young and you're telling them essentially how you don't have money or how you can't afford to pay things, um, I think sometimes, depending, I think that can skew children in a huge way. Um, do I think parents intentionally mean to do it? Nine times out of ten, no. Because but it, I think it could also they're be just that trickle down. Mm-hmm. That, but I think life gets frustrating for everyone, and finances are kind of hard to conceal. Um, however, I I don't like when people talk to their children about their personal finances because kids can't impact it. Like mm-hmm. you can't go get a job. Like you really can't do anything. And I definitely don't like. I understand children helping out their families um but i do think it's a possible i don't like curse it. or trauma at any age as long as they're still in high school um and even Agreed. sometimes when they're outside of high school i don't think that children should have to contribute to their household unless it's for like particular things like maybe helping to pay for like your car insurance or like particular things that mm-hmm. you well, might there's, need to help there's with, a difference but. between teaching them how to deal with finances and relying on them for finances yes huge difference um, that's a gem. 
Yeah. So I know we're not supposed to tell kids this and that, even though I joke around with my kids and I tell them they're expensive. And they're like, no, we're not expensive. But that's just, a, I mean, my daughter's five, my son's three. He doesn't even know what expensive means or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I think that's a trauma. Um, I have seen and I feel I'm a victim of it. Um, most people don't know this, but when we were in high school, I was living on my own at 15. When that building right across the street, uh, technically I had my uncle there, but you got money. No, 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 no. I was living on my own. Like my mom went to a whole different state, and I had a fend for myself. I remember the house. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, like, I, I had a I had a fend for myself. Um, even though my uncle was there, my uncle was living his own life, doing whatever. So when I was hungry, it's either I had it or I didn't. Um, and then when I did move back with my mom, she was in a toxic relationship where my stepfather was a drunk and he had gambling issues. Like he gambled the mortgage away and I didn't have a childhood cause I had to work to help. Um, she, my mom may look at it, oh, but you had this or you had that. And it's like, oh, cool. But at the same time, even though we were doing okay, knowing that we weren't okay, I felt put a stress on me. Mm-hmm. I couldn't enjoy my childhood, my teenage years, making sure that she was okay. Mm-hmm. So I feel like sometimes, well, I feel like that's something that shouldn't happen and you shouldn't put that on your kids. Um, the way I look at it is if you could afford to pay the mortgage, keep fucking paying it. Stop relying on your kids for it um, or looking for your kids to help. Uh you're, you're the parent, you're the adult, figure it out. Your job is to make sure that your kids are living their best life or and have as much opportunities available to them. Again, now, I do believe in teaching kids the responsibility of finances because you don't learn that shit in school. But there's, no, like I said, in you don't. Especially in Richmond Hill High School. They don't <laughs> even learn cursive. They still haven't used A squared plus B squared plus C squared. <laughs> um, but... There's a huge difference, and sometimes people, I feel like parents would use it as an excuse while I'm teaching them. It's like, no, the fuck you're not. What you're teaching them is how to, what it is how to be in debt, how to struggle. This is using them. Yeah, you're literally using them. And I've I've always said, I mean, I feel like um, I give an example. Like, my best friend at one point and his family literally helped me. Like, I, they had a couch. I was literally sleeping on the clou- on the couch. They genuinely helped me, but then there was other people that say they would help me, but use me for finance. Like, oh, we're going to help you, but you have to pay $600 worth of rent. Mm-hmm. Even though your rent was costing like $800, but me as a teenager had to pay more than half your fucking rent. Yeah. So, huge fucking line between helping someone and using someone. But even so, I don't feel like as a kid, you should have to help. You should thi- Like if you got like A little part time And you're saving your money And you wanna buy Your little sneakers And stuff like that I think that's okay Um I think where We As minorities Fuck up Is where When we have kids We don't set them up For the future No right? you, you hit 18 You're out the house Right you're out the house I hate that not, <laughs> not only that But How many parents our generation open up like bank accounts and like put twenty dollars uh, every two weeks. 
it, by the time I'm 18, there's a couple, there's a little, a nice little change in there, right? Wait, but how many parents open up an electric bill under this kid's name? All of them. <laughs> <laughs> That's happened. Like, I mean, I don't know if it was my dad or like my mom, like, well, but I found out. <laughs> or credit cards. You were like... You're two, and you got a whole credit card. Like, what are you doing? Why? Right. But, yeah, well, yeah. But, yeah. So I, I feel like that's where, that's where it, it has to stop somewhere, mm-hmm. and it has to start somewhere. And even just something like that, so simple, like setting your kid up, because it's shitty to go to school, where we, especially me. Like, I, I was an overachiever. I was in high school. I played sports. I was on every team y'all could imagine, even the bowling team. Literally, yo, literally, <laughs> I was literally. even on the bowling team. Okay, you were that girl. I was that girl. Okay, okay. Oh, but I was nice. Um, but you know, like I did that. I went to school. I was on the honor roll. Like, Bro, I also feel like if we had like a, a wrestling team, you'd be on it. Cause I remember, I, I don't. Or the boxing team. I remember there was a fight one time. Oh. We're not talking about that. <laughs> Bro, it was like the softball team versus like the, I forgot what they called them, but it was, I saw a whole different side of you. <laughs> I was a, um, I was rough in high school. I fought every day. I was the person who was fighting at like seven in the morning with like a bacon, egg, and cheese man. Like that no, was me. Bacon, egg, cheese, oh, salt, pepper, ketchup. You walk past and you're like, damn, already? But, like, and you know what's funny? Somehow I graduated high school with a 90 average. But she was the like, friendliest fucking person. I was friendly mad ass. friendly. It's just that bitches to this day. They don't, first of all, I'm five two. I was like maybe sixty pounds in high school. <laughs> I'm 130 now. Imagine, like they they would just try me because I was small. But that's not the point. The point is that if parents set us up, like the point is that I was doing all those things and working a part time job, and I feel like I shouldn't have had to. You know, and I know you want to teach your kids responsibility, but there's other ways. And them. I feel that. Because our parents, and I'm going to talk for my own parents, like, we're ignorant in those aspects of, like, financial freedom or, like, setting up for, like, your kid to be good once they hit a certain age, right? I feel like those are the things that I'm going to incorporate when I'm a parent because I don't want my kid, I want my kid to focus on school. All right, I'm going to teach her to be independent. Go wash some clothes, go cook, go wash your little brother or sister, whatever, right? I was babysitting at, like, 11 years old, so whatever, (laughs) you know? But it's important, and we need to, like, and I'm talking to y'all who got already got kids. Like, this is what we need to start doing because it's not fair to put that on your kid, especially when they have other things. And it's different. Like, if you got a kid who's not doing shit and don't want to go to school, That's and different. you know, okay, well, now you're going to get up and you're going to get a job. But if you got a kid who's a good kid, they're doing what they have to do, I don't think that it's fair to ask them to also work and pitch in on bills. Mm-mm. I feel like as a parent, you chose to have me, so you decided that you were going to provide for me. I didn't choose to be Fact. here. I didn't ask you to be here. So you're going to help me become a sufficient adult. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's all. And the excuse of, well, so I don't make enough money or I can't put it away. Yes, you can. $20 every two weeks? You can put away $20. You can put away $10. Let's do the math. Well, it's, like, not, it's not even doing... It, 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 goes, back, it, got, it goes back to priorities. Um... In regards to guys, uh, learn how to cut your own fucking hair. If you if you if you can't if the if the money's not there, saving twenty dollars a week, thirty dollars, however it is, I'm bald, so as you see, I don't really go to the barbershop. shop. Um, whatever you can, and 
same thing for women. Obviously, it's a little different with hair, but learn how to do your hair. Learn how to do your own nails. Learn how to do your feet. Uh, again, I'm not saying <laughs> it, it may be hard, but you'd be surprised how much that saves. You'd no, be surprised. I, you're, you're absolutely right. It even goes into vices. Um, because there's, okay, there's a lot of guy. Rich is not here. No offense to you, Rich. I know you're watching video <laughs> games. Bro, video games are expensive as fuck. $60 buying a new video game every month. Come on, bro. Sneakers. Sneakers. Unless you're one of those people who records themselves playing the games and, and then, get paid well, for if YouTube. Well, if you're making money off of it, videos. if you're making money off it, that's a different story. They're stupid. You're making money off it, it's different. But if you're not, I mean, if you're looking at it as an outlook, okay, go run, go jog, read a fucking book. Wait, y'all got a $500 game system. You Cook. got... 10 hundred and 10 200 well now it's 220 dollars pairs of sneakers and jordans in your closet and then at the same time your kids don't have a college fund i don't i still don't know so I, I mean, that. but we could say the same thing about females. I don't want to feel. I don't want to. I don't want to feel like it's guys only. Yeah, I mean, no, females no, too. Not just but guys, even but. eating, like cooking dinner, meal prepping, doing mm-hmm. stuff. Especially me, like I'm always out in the field, so I know I spend a lot of money eating out. But I know that I could do better if I saved, cooked breakfast and lunch at home, and just like meal prep. But I'm bougie though. I don't like eating food. But but hold on, right now though, you don't have kids. Yeah, but I'm saving for bigger things. So, oh, well, priorities. Good for you. But then I'm saying, like, when people have kids, this people, like they're like, oh, I can't do this, so I can't afford it. But it's like, when you actually look at the overall aspect on what you're spending on, do you really... People have to learn the difference between wants and needs. Huge, huge fucking thing. And people be surprised, like, oh, majority of the things that you spend money on is things that you want instead of need. But I feel like last year should have taught a lot of us that. For me, it definitely taught me Ooh. about like eating out. Started. I mean, sometimes let's be honest. Sometimes it's actually cheaper, depending, especially if you have like a small family or mm-hmm. whatever, to actually eat out than to actually go to the grocery store, buy the stuff, whatever. Because um, like grocery waste is like a huge thing in America. Like there's all these different things. But last year really did teach me about like how much money I really spend out eating because like i mean a good chunk of my budget has come back like gas like where i go do i really need to go all the way across town and go mm-hmm. sit with these folks no i can say my ass right here yeah, and i can actually, talk to actually doesn't meet up with us like, hey, <laughs> <laughs> hey but 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 gas is expensive that's yeah. where you're like you know what i mean like all these different things i think last year it should have taught people but i'm seeing now that like the world's opening back up and i feel like that's just went right out the window so well, also, it depends, like, because I know people who got unemployment and got stimulus checks travel. and got their rent paid. And I'm like, all they did was travel. Good for where them. Where is your money? Not even travel. But Just I, like, oh. where is your money? Mm-hmm. A bitch like me who couldn't pay her rent, didn't get no unemployment, <laughs> didn't get no stimulus check. Like, I'm over here struggling. You got like $40,000 in government funds and you don't got a pot to piss in. Your kid don't even got a hundred a hundred a hundred dollars saved a hundred thousand. I don't even know what I'm saying right now. A <laughs> hundred to a thousand dollars saved. Like, come on. What well, they don't even have a hundred to a thousand dollars saved. That's what I'm saying. Like, not unless you took your stimulus money, which is what I did. I have none of my stimulus money left, but I took it and I paid down all my credit cards. That was smart. But, but that's different. I mean, you like, obviously you pay stuff down. But there's people that said. 
fuck my debt. I'm just gonna go and have fun. Like I know no, people. Don't be wrong. Like I took a couple hundred and I was just yeah. like, you deserve it. Thank you, government. I appreciate right. it. But at the same time, you know, you were also working at the same time. I, well, which pissed me off because I know a lot of people at my job, whatever. But they're literally like, I got rental assistance, and I'm like, man, we make we make decent. Like they make. Leave it for somebody that actually needs it. We all want to make more money, but we make decent money. And the I'm fact not that y'all got y'all rent paid, I'm, I'm still tripping off that. I'm not going to hold you. When they were sending out those emails, like, oh, fill out the application. We're going to pay your rent. I was like, shit, I'm about to not pay the rent. I got the money, but I don't want to pay it because I want them to pay it for me. No, it crossed my mind. Like, it definitely crossed my mind, but I was like, nah. God knows what he does. I was about to say, God, God going to start. Nah. He ain't nah. give me no government funds because I would have been getting a BBL in Colombia or something. Facts. <laughs> <laughs> I would have been everywhere. Yo. I been <laughs> Here, on my way to Colombia. <laughs> Post-surgery. Right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Taylor, how much are we, how, what's time looking like? Uh, 117. 117. All right. Um, I'm, I'm going to ask last question and then we go into giving a message um can you identify or can you say two or three things that you think is trauma generational trauma that people may not think is for example like i say trust but i didn't know trust was like a generational trauma um you brought up finance generational trauma um abuse generational trauma um, what other things are out there that you think that could be a generational trauma that people may not even realize? Just not even talking about stuff. That's generational trauma. Like learning, B- bottling, bottling stuff yeah, that's super detrimental as well. I think m- most men fall under that category. And I feel like that's why people become explosive. Yeah. Because I, I was one of those people where like I would just eat shit and just eat shit and eat shit. But when I blew up, it was like, well, damn, I didn't even say what that's I had to like wild out like that. Like, that's what did I know. say? But it's just because I just used to let things build up. So I was like a ticking time bomb waiting to just pop. And I think that that's definitely just generational trauma. Selfishness. Mm. Mm-hmm. I think selfishness is a, it may not be a generational trauma. It could be. Um, I think it But could it be. could be a residual effect of generational trauma. But I do think that selfishness, um, definitely. All right. I think do I you have one? Failed relationships. Oh. I, ah. I, I would have to agree with you on that. I think that people just like always want to blame the other partner. Never want to take responsibility for why it didn't work. And I feel like that's just not being able to take accountability and people just think that that oh well yeah it just didn't work out and it didn't work out just because because not because i need to work on myself or because i'm explosive or because i got an attitude every friday like you know what i'm saying like people don't think of that um i'm not sure how you're gonna feel about this one self-esteem oof um, I've seen oh, definitely. I've seen mm-hmm. that happen too much in women as regards to generational trauma. That word though, Henry. Especially in Spanish cultures. I mean I've seen Spanish where I've seen where a mother <laughs> I've seen where a mother is actually jealous of a daughter's looks and that causes mm-hmm. trauma. And I've seen where a mother, you know, 
talks about a daughter's looks because she's not as pretty or she's mm-hmm. not as in shape. And I feel like that becomes a generational problem. So I was watching Say Yes to the Dress because I'm a girl and I like those type of shows. But um, so I was watching Say Yes to the Dress and this lady, she came on and this girl, she was drop dead gorgeous in this gown. But she was white and she was, I mean, she wasn't slim, but she wasn't like, she wasn't out of place at all. Like she was fine. And the mom literally, like, she's standing up there, she's beaming, everybody's beaming about this dress, and the mom goes, do you really want your thighs to look like that in the picture? And her her whole confidence just crushed. And I was just like, why? Like, does it really matter? Like, I mean, don't get me wrong, there's some people in some wedding dresses, maybe you should have chose differently. I totally get that, <laughs> but at the same time, like, to nitpick and I've like my mom she would always be like look you're you like this is who you are like find what you like like it doesn't matter because at the end of the day like it's all about confidence just like they said in Friday like bitch I know somebody who's gonna like it like you know what I mean (laughs) so like that's how it was kind of always instilled in me but to see that happen and especially on so many people because I know so many women who don't feel beautiful and they're just they are like they're just absolutely gorgeous like they may not be traditionally gorgeous or society gorgeous but they they're beautiful in and out themselves and i would so this is talking ugly and i gotta say something really um you can't have bad bitch vibes if you're not a bad bitch though Says who? I, I'm the reason I'm saying I feel like that. Bad bitch is a, a no, 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 right. no, 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 no. Hold on, because no, there's no. there's women that swear like they're the hottest shits in Swiss cheese, and personality's not there, mentally not there, but she thinks she's all that, and you need to bring it down a notch. So sorry, I had to say that. Y'all want to kill me? It's okay. I, understand. I mean, like, but. If you're not super confident... Like, no, no, I'm not saying not to be confident, but to be in the sense where you talk down upon people when you oh, don't look all okay, that great. That's different. It's not, it's not even about looks either, but it's in regards to I mean, I be talking about people, but for other Well, everybody, everybody, everybody <laughs> talks about people, but it's like... I mean, we used to work together. We've seen where people would talk about other people, and it's like, bro... Just because you got a house and a husband that don't take take a mirror, bro. Just take a mirror and right. like humble yourself. But I've seen where there's females who have bad bitch vibes, and it's like mm, you just I mean, a bitch. Body You're not image bad. In our generation, is really hard because everybody got. I know I talk around BB. I talk. I talk about BBLs all the time. I be talking on my ass because I'm I'm scared. <laughs> I want to die. I'm about to say people die from that. I've been going to the gym though. But anyway, that's that. That's besides the point. Like, body image is one of those things, especially now, our generation, like, everybody that, well, I used to work at the club, so everybody besides me and, like, three other bitches didn't have their body done, right? And, like, I used to be like, damn, you know, like, I'm on a fat ass, you know, like, I want to be walking around with the cake and stuff. And I realized that that also came from when I was young, like, my sisters always made, like, my sisters are all thick. They all got big old buds, big boobs, right? I got my dad's ass and my mom's titties, and I wanted them <laughs> reverse. But growing up, they would always make chess like, oh, she's she's the skinniest one. Oh, she don't got no ass. Oh, da, 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 da. And until recently, 
Like, my sister had made that joke, and I was like, well, niggas don't complain about it when they eat it, right? Like, I was just, like, fed up. I was just fed up. I was just fed up. And I talk like that. I'm raw. No, you good. You I talk good, to my mother raw. Like, if you see the conversations I've had my, with my mom, y'all would be like, there's no way she talks to her mom like this. Real quick, I was going to go off topic. My mom was telling me, like, oh, you got to have a kid. You got to have a kid. You got to have a kid. And then she's like, you know, it doesn't what it doesn't matter who you with, cause like, rated X, all the dicks take out milk, and I got so upset, and I was like, not in this pussy, and like my mother was just like, ah, like her fucking mouth dropped, and like, cause I, like I was just so frustrated. That's another generational trauma. Yep, I was just about having to having kids. When I tell you, there's, there's, I, there's always a lot of underlying oh, when you're health have issues, baby. all that stuff. When you're gonna have a baby? When you're gonna have a baby? When you're gonna have a baby? Cuando tú me lo mantenga. When you're gonna care for my kid? When you're gonna pay for my kid? And when you're gonna watch him whenever I want to do whatever I gotta do? I have all the babies I want. <laughs> I, I feel you on that a hundred percent. People ask me all the time. They're like, "When are y'all gonna have kids? Y'all been together forever?" Blah 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 blah. And then I sit back and I remember there was this one chick at work. We were all talking, and they were like, y'all been together how long? Y'all ain't got no kids? This is that and the third. And she literally looks at me, and she was like, girl, what's wrong with you? That's so I was smiling. And I literally <laughs> had to stop myself because I didn't want to lose my job. Right. But then I was like, you have no idea. Like, one, fertility treatments are expensive. Mm-hmm. Like, we, we're in the process of fertility treatments now. So, like, fertility treatments are expensive. Like, do you understand what that does to your body? Do you understand what it does to your mental health? Like, fertility treatments are not guaranteed. Each right. egg, is, it, it only has a 42% survival rate. Like, that's why you typically got to implant too. Like, you got to school her. Yeah, like, there's this whole entire thing. But then at the same time, like, it is embarrassing because you're like, well, did I do something wrong? Did I not do something wrong? Mm-hmm. And technically, my issue is not as common but mm-hmm. it is essential like there's nothing that I could have done about that right. as much as I've wanted to be a parent and as much as I've wanted to do particular things but especially in minority cultures I think that that's something that it's like it's expected like if you stay with someone for so long like you're you supposed have to have kids kid even if you don't once you reach a certain age it's like well what are you waiting for like when are you gonna have a kid and I'm like what if I, I can I have a kid one? whenever I want like my I, People were like, oh, we'll set up, like, a fund so we can get money. We'll, like, get you inseminated. I'm like, for what? I could let somebody do it for free (laughs) if I really wanted to. If the daddy was not the issue, anybody could do it, Hmm. you know? So, like, that's a generational thing. Like, oh, by 30, you got to be pregnant. You got to have a house. You got to have a dog and a white picket fence and a husband. And a good career that's paying and all that. And even relationships, right? Going back to that, like talking about like being married and stuff. Those generational things that our grandparents and our parents dealt with. Like, our generation is not willing to put up with that. Nope. And Everything changes. They don't understand that either. It's like, well, you know, when I back in my days, we lasted like 25 years. I'm like, yeah, you dealt with infidelity. You dealt with domestic violence. How many you put up older so people you don't talk to? And they used to be like, oh, he used to beat my ass back in the 80s and the 70s. Like, so many. So many. So it's like, no, nobody got time for that now. We in a different... And I know, like, during Black Lives Matter, everybody was like, we're not our ancestors. Like, nobody meant disrespect by that. Because I saw, like, a lot of posts about how it's so disrespectful. And I'm like, what we're trying to say is that we're not putting up with the shit that everybody else put up with, like, before us. 
Nothing going to happen with everyone. There are plenty of people who have had successful and long marriages, and that's nice and cool. But mm -hmm. at the end of the day, I'm not... There's a lot of things like you will not put your hands on me. You will not constantly cheat on me. You will not talk to me any kind of way. Like I, I am going to work. Facts. I am going to work. Like I'm going to work. And then you are going to hear my mouth sometimes. I'm sorry. Like I'm not just going to sit back. I'm not just going to just take particular things. I probably you probably shouldn't always hear my mouth. Maybe that's something I got to work on. But at the same time, mm -hmm. like so. Yeah. Damn, that's a lot. That is, and I'm sure there's more. So, we always leave off with a message to the audience. Um, it could be whatever. It could be a shout out. It don't matter. I'm going to see my face in the camera later. Like. Um, so, do you guys want to leave off with a message? It doesn't have to be deep. It could say literally fuck y'all. It could be love is love. Or love everyone. It doesn't matter. Man, get out the fast lane if you're driving slow. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. Please get out of the fast lane. If you are not going over five from the speed limit, get in the middle lane or get in the left lane, especially in Central Florida. I guess Ashley was driving on I four. Yes, it took me forever to get home. But then I see what accidents happen and stuff. Like, why are you going sixty five? In the fast lane, mm -hmm. you know in Florida everybody goes eighty five and above. Come on now, <laughs> get out the fast lane. <laughs> oh man, anything you want to leave off with? I mean, I just want to say that mental health is very common. What? Oh, I was just saying. Oh, look, look at, at the, the camera. camera. <laughs> I get shy. Mm -hmm. um, mental health is very common, so don't be afraid to open up or talk about your problems to whomever you trust. That's pretty much all I got for you guys. Um, this is for men. Uh, learn to open up. Um, speak out. Communicate, whether that's to your boys, whether that's to whoever. Um, we, we hold shit, a lot of shit in. Um, not saying that we don't deal with as much, I mean, women deal with more shit than we do, but, um, we know men are not emotionally capable of dealing with so much. So speak out. Get some help. Um, I think Rich said it on the last podcast. is okay to not be okay. Um, so I'm just Follow me on Instagram. I'll give you a free therapy sessions. <laughs> the first one will be free, and then it's like $10. After. No, I'm just <laughs> um, with that said, thanks for tuning in to Talking Ugly. Bye. Later. Fire, oh, oh, get this fire off me. Fire, oh, 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 get this fire off me. Fire, oh, oh, get this fire.